Do you want an update on a haunted asylum in Indiana? You want more? I'll give you more. podcast with everything that is paranormal and other normalities. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shortridge and Joe Mabro Shortridge. What up? Hi, kids. How's everybody doing this week? I need to be in an asylum. Um, me too. I've had a very stressful week, <laughs> which I'm sure everybody has. <laughs> something must be in retrograde it or is. something. I think uh, Mars is in Mars, retrograde Venus, now. Mars, yeah. Venus, Jupiter, Uranus, everything. I still cannot understand retrograde because I know f- all it is is our visual representation of the planets because the way the planets circle mm-hmm. the sun, it makes it look like they're going backwards. And so there's so many people that say, no, it's because they go backwards, everything changes. I'm like, no, it's just the way it looks. So I know we had Janet on a few weeks ago, and she kind of explained it to me, but I'm still confused. Yeah, I'm confused. I need to be in this thing. I'm crazy. <laughs> well, we were in, in this asylum. on the membrane. <laughs> Joe's a rapper. <laughs> so we, what was that, Joe, two years ago? Went to Randolph Was County? it that long I ago? I think it was. Oh, my. Maybe. Maybe. Well, we did. Say we're coming back, so. Yeah. Well, Joe and I, a while back, and you probably heard it on one of the uh, previous episodes. One of our fabulous shows. Yeah, we went to the Randolph County Poor Asylum House Farm, home for the aged, ill, and mentally How big is that sign? It's giant. (laughs) (laughs) But... You know, we traveled to Indiana a couple weekends ago. I went to uh, Perry Unity, and we were able to catch up with uh, one of the friends of the show, Tim Murphy, who is the caretaker and guide for the Randolph County Asylum. Now, if you're unaware of this, it has been on the paranormal television shows such as Paranormal Lockdown with Nick Groff, Kindred Spirits, and... um, the most recent one was the Destination Fear Group had gone in there and, and taped. If you guys have seen those episodes, they're pretty wild. But I wanted to give everybody just a refresher of what, what this place is and why it's so perfectly haunted, right? So it was previously the Randolph County Poor Asylum. It had been a countryside care center at one point. It started off as a country home. And um, the original Randolph County Poorhouse was built on the property in 1899. So it also would have included a pump house, a machine shed, two different barns, uh, two garages, and then the chicken house, which is significant to the yeah. the whole story of the mm-hmm. Randolph County. Um, there are, I believe... Two cemeteries on the property, yes. correct? Yes, and, um, and he mentions that in the interview too. Yeah, so there is one that's marked and uh, one that's unmarked um, because it was, you know, a poor farm. Which basically, if you know, some of our younger listeners don't know what this is. Damn youngsters! Um, so back, you know, in the very early days, if somebody was 
unable to care for themselves or there was a widow who lost her husband in the war or, or lost their husband to some other reason. Um, these type of places, even though they were considered poor farms, would take people in and they basically would all live there and work together to to sustain their life, right? They would have chickens mm-hmm. and gardens and, and canning and, you the know. The cattle. And, I mean, it was a self-sufficient like a little town mm-hmm. and just the self, everything was self-sufficient. They, they grew their own vegetables. They slaughtered their own cows and pigs and everything for the meat. So basically they purchased this track of land in 1851 to house and create a poor farm. So there were some people who just weren't able to work, right? So you had maybe somebody who was mentally or physically disabled. Um, there would have been single mothers elderly orphans that you know would live there and just basically it would just be like a big community right Mm -hmm. they would take care of each other now i know in part of the structure there was a kitchen and um in that kitchen there was a a lady who you know had been there for many many years to feed everybody and she still resides there (laughs) from the other side right um so um, it's huge. Joe and I went there. The place is massive. Uh, it's very spooky. It's very scary. There's a couple hallways where I just was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to be hidden here by myself. It is so <laughs> active. Very active. And when we were there with the other group that we were with, everybody was getting activity. It wasn't just like we're getting some activity over here and that. Everybody was. There's over 50 unmarked graves. Yeah. And then the cemetery with the marking graves i think there's probably what about 25 to 30 i think so there there's also some um uh ties to the civil war they had um moved through ohio into indiana and there was some at times you know part of the fighting they were staged there or had um taken up camp in and around that area now they have up to like 78 people at one time in this facility and there was people who would um, maybe give birth in there and then die. Um, there would be somebody who committed suicide. There was a caretaker who took care of the, remember the chicken? Yeah. He actually took care of the chicken coop for years. Mm-hmm. And I think he passed away. There's also a he passed um, away at the location. Yeah. I think he actually passed away in the chicken coop. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, there was a um, murdered tramp that was found near a barn, and nobody claimed his body, so they Was he from a, Arizona? A 10-year-old that had passed away um, in the infirmary there. And so, you know, there's a lot of death tied to the place over the span of, you yeah, know, Yeah, because people basically lived there their whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk, In the interview, we talk about a gentleman that actually came as a child and stayed there his whole life. Yeah, his parents you know, back in those days, if somebody had a mental illness um, or ADD or couldn't, yeah, couldn't help be hyper or productive, played around a lot, they always thought they were crazy. Yeah. And they just put them in the insane asylum. Well, if they weren't able to contribute to the, you know, being a working hand on the family farm, then they just stuck them in these places, right? And it could have been anything. It could have been, they had epilepsy and they yeah. just didn't understand that. They thought they were, you know somehow incapacitated and 
you mentioned about adult orphans. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have or they didn't have nursing homes. Right. They had the asylums, so and that's where farms. they would go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were. As we do, we always see Tim at many, many events. <laughs> um, he's usually at Michigan Paracon, which is one of the bigger ones. But seeing this was right in Indiana, where the uh, near, not too far, I would say. No, it, it was uh, where we were at, like an hour and a half drive for him. But he didn't. He came via a different location. He mentions in the in the interview how far he drove that day. But yeah. Tim's awesome. He is a nutcase, <laughs> a lovable. One. Yeah. And uh, I still, and I mentioned in the interview also, but I have a picture of us leaving Michigan Paracon, and he is the last person in the hallway <laughs> by himself, and he's still talking. So so let's get into the interview. And uh, But I do want to talk about what he talks about after the interview. Okay. So stay tuned for a rant, because, <laughs> I mean, it's important. But let's get into the interview, and uh, we'll be back after the interview. And coming to you from Pair Unity 2022, we are catching up with our old dear friend Tim Murphy from Randolph County Asylum. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's great seeing you. Yeah, it's like a family reunion every time we see you, right? Yeah, I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> I touch his butt, but not yours. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I hear how you roll. <laughs> no. <laughs> So we just, um, Tim wanted to catch up and find out what's the yeah, latest, what's going, on? what's going on, what's new, what's exciting. Uh, well, we're very, very busy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, well, everybody is this time of year, but we have opened up now our church. Oh, okay? wow. And okay. for a while, there was no bathroom, but okay. I finally got some fire underneath her butt, and we got a bathroom in there now. So now nobody has to go outside. Oh, that's good. All right. The bushes are happy. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) We got that done. Uh, We don't know what's up with our school right now. And we don't know what we're going to do with it. Okay. But we still, people can still uh, book it. But I have to be with them while they're there. So that, we got that going. We got the church going. This Next, well, next weekend on the 28th and 29th, we're doing uh, haunted flashlight tours. Oh, okay. Because you know how you go into a haunted house, normally mm-hmm. it's about 20 minutes. Yeah. They run you through. This is going to be about an hour and a half. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. So uh, you're either going to get desensitized to that stuff or you're going to pee. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is that the same tour that you gave us when we visited the Randolph County Asylum? You guys stayed overnight, though, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much uh, yeah. This is a condensed version of that. Okay. Yeah, I I hit the highlights, and uh, there are going to be some ghoulish figures in there while we go through uh, the place. Right. So I'm really not, I don't know what we're going to do yet, yeah. but we're going to do something. Something special. Yeah. But... The Randolph County Asylum, I, I did a ghost hunt there, and was blown away at the activity. Yeah, it is such an amazing building itself, and then you have the history of it. It's just, it's amazing. It's. A- I have a lot of history now, more than what we have in the past. Oh, okay. It's taken me about seven years, and the book I have is about three and a half, four inches thick. Okay. I have I have everybody's name 
that went through there since 1860. Oh. And I have everybody's name that is buried out in the graveyard and our other graveyard 230 yards west. Mm -hmm. So I do have that. Wow. Yeah. Now, um, the graveyards, was that, um, are there marked and unmarked graves or are they They, all unmarked? They are all unmarked because the county didn't want to put any money out for the head markers. Okay. Yeah. So people that, just for our listeners who don't know, um, people that at the time when it was an active, was it a poor firm as well as an asylum or was it, was it just mental patients or was it widows and and it was the destitute? It was everybody. Okay. In the beginning, how it first started out, it was a county poor farm. And then it became, the second building had a sign on it that said asylum. And then the third building basically took about everybody. And during World War One and World War Two, the place was packed of people. And the majority of the people that are out in the graveyard, the majority of them are widows. Okay. Because they're basically, when their husbands died, they had nobody, oh. they were brought out there. Now, do you um, sense or see any of uh, those people in and around the property? I- I'm, that's probably a, <laughs> a dumb question. <laughs> but, I mean, like, personally, do you interact with them or see them yes, or hear I, from them? It may sound weird, but yes. When I'm sleeping there, I'll get woke up two or three times a night like someone's sitting on the edge of my bed. Wow. All right? Uh, the doors downstairs in the basement, they will shut while I'm down there. And I just watch. I'm walking down the hall, and I'll see a door shut in front of me. And I went, ooh, cool. And okay, I'm not going in there. <laughs> so I'll go another way. But uh, you, I hear a lot of stuff. And believe me, I'm not on meds or anything like that. No. But I hear a lot of stuff mm-hmm. while I'm in there. And they're familiar with you. That's the yeah. big thing. Yeah. Over at our over at our mansion. Did, were you guys there? No, we didn't. We okay. Didn't. At our mansion that we got. I just did a last this past Friday. I did a a live on Facebook with a, a group out of Australia. Oh. All right. Oh, interesting. And while I was doing it, they could see two figures moving in the mirror. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat, and I couldn't see it because I'm right there in front of it. Yeah. But they could see they could see it on the on the videos. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and then they they sent it to me, and I'm like, holy crap! So there are two figures moving in it. Yeah. Now you've been there for so long. Does it does it phase you anymore? Or is there any times where you just feel like I, this is too much and I got to get out of the building or are you just used to it every now and then I feel that like well I'll come in the door by the ramp and I'll just sometimes I'll, I'll like what the heck it's a real eerie feeling mm-hmm. but as soon as I get past those steps it's gone okay you know but you know like some of the television shows have been there like destination fear or whatever they go, Ooh, a demon you know <laughs> I'm sorry I hate that when they do that yeah, yeah. but I, I know there's nothing evil there, but I know there's some stuff there that's mischievous. Okay. Yeah, I do know that. And I really hate it when people vandalize the place. Oh, wow. yeah. We had someone, really? some yep. people uh, 
scratched a pentagram in the floor of our attic. No way. And also someone, some group, I know who it was, they broke at our mansion behind, at the bottom of the steps, behind the steps, there's this little wall. Mm -hmm. They kicked the wall in because there's rumors of Confederate gold in the house. Duh, no, the did. madness. I know. I, if I would have... Oh, you would have came unglued if oh, you would have saw that. Yeah. We've known you long enough. I would have been in you, prison that night. Uh -huh. Yeah. I would have. Well, I mean, you put so much time and effort into fixing that place up and restoring it enough so people can come in. It's not just me. It's Dan and Rich yeah. Allen. There's a, there's, there's a, we got a little team. There's not much of it. There's not many of us. They have a passion. And I jumped in on the, on the train. But they have an organization called STOP, and it stands for Saving the Old Properties. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Dan, it's, it was his, it's his passion, and it just, just so happened that I happened to show up one day, and I haven't left. Been a lot of people trying to get rid of me, but <laughs> I'm still here. You can't. You're like but, super glue. You know, I hear the stories like that, and it's like, the heck are people thinking you're you're there to preserve the past by being ghost investigators or ghost hunters or whatever you want to call us we're there to investigate the past and find out about the past but yet you vandalize a building for yeah. one you're pissing the spirits off two you're vandalizing the building yeah right. and three you're not making it i mean that's how these places become um obsolete for ghost hunting people yeah. they're like well, we're not going to have ghost hunters in there because they destroyed the place. When it first started, okay, it was, I hate to say it, but it's a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Okay, we're all a bunch of nerds. If you're into this stuff, you're a nerd. I don't care how cool <laughs> how cool you think you are. You're we're a nerd. cool nerds. Yeah. But then uh, when the shows got on TV, everybody wanted to do it. Yeah. And it's people that, hey, it's not my house. I don't care. Yeah. So, and they probably think, ooh, if we do this, everybody else will like it. Yeah, if we provoke them and piss them off, they're yeah. going to mm -hmm. yeah. attach us. Or well, it's because they, they do what they see on the TV, yeah. which is sensationalized for television. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> that's not, it, you know, these people, these spirits are there. This is their home. This is where they lived. It's like you wouldn't walk into somebody's house and start yelling at them and saying, no. do, you know. Be a show monkey for me, you know. Yeah. Do a dance. And that's the thing about your place too is that was a place where people went for help. Yeah, and or if they had nowhere else to go. Exactly. Now, uh, you guys have watched my live before. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, like you watch these like television shows, and they're at the thing wherever they're at for a week mm -hmm. to, or whatever. To Up get to three months to get twenty minutes worth of yeah. television. Mm -hmm. Now you see what I do, and I get more than that in fifteen minutes. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, mm -hmm. Because, like you said, I'm there, yeah. and uh, they know you. I it's I'm, it's I'm part of the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they know I'm not going to destroy stuff. They know I'm there to fix stuff, mm -hmm. and I do believe. I know for a fact that John Doty, he was there. From the time he was 21 mm -hmm. to 86, and he passed away there. But I know that he follows me from the asylum to the mansion. Okay. And every now and then, when I'm at home and I'm 
like, what's going on here? And I'll do a little EVP session. And John Doty, follow, I know that he follows me home, too. Oh, that's cool. So I have attachments, and everybody goes, ooh, you got to save yourself to get rid of I think the attachments, I don't know, but keep me safe. Yeah. You know you know yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? They could be looking out for you. They could because be Because yeah. I've had a lot of crap happen to me that I should be gone. Mm-hmm. I should be one of them. Mm-hmm. But I'm still here. Yeah. So that, and that's why I know that, uh, and when I have these mediums, okay. <laughs> He's doing air quotes. <laughs> I call them well dones. Well dones. You know, <laughs> they'll say that I have someone with me and blah blah blah. But don't, doesn't everybody though? Yeah. I think everybody. Yeah, I does. do. I agree. Because we've been trained to think, oh, they went up or they went down or. You know, I really don't believe in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I do to a point, but, you know, it's not over when this part's done. Yeah. And I know that. Mm-hmm. It's it's not over. And I'm just, I'm enjoying this journey. Yeah. And, you know, and who knows what the next journey is going to be like. Is there any time of the year that's more active for, for Randolph? No. It's always. It's always. Okay. Do you um, do you ever get like any like things around like holidays? Like at Christmas time, do you ever like hear Christmas music playing or or something like that, or smell turkey on Thanksgiving? Or no. I just wonder if 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 the spirits celebrate those type of days because you know you, like John probably was there. You said from like seventeen to eighty nine, all his Christmases would have been there, right? Twenty. He was there when he was 21 years old, and he mm-hmm. died in 2003 at the oh, age of 86. 86. Yeah. So you, you just always wonder if if they recognize those holidays. Well, I'm going to... Or their birthdays, too. I'm going to say this right here. On December 25th, Christmas Day, I have the asylum. All right? Last year was the very first year I did this. And remember the cartoon with... Uh, Harvey the dentist and Rudolph and they go to the islands of misfits yeah oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. okay everybody because we're all nothing but a bunch of broken toys yeah. you know <laughs> I'm having another island of misfits party on Christmas day oh wow anybody in the paranormal community or any nerd that's listening <laughs> to us mm-hmm. you're if you have nowhere to go you're invited to come to the Randolph County Asylum oh, how cool because it's a potluck dinner bring something and uh we eat dinner together and then everybody gets to investigate for free that night oh how fun yeah that is cool i've never heard of anybody else doing that yeah well, inviting you know just and it's a paranormal hangout yeah. you know and right. it's christmas day when when because i know there's people out there don't have anywhere to go yeah and they just kind of get depressed or feeling down mm-hmm. that's why i i Christmas Eve, I'm with my son, mm-hmm. and then he goes to his mom's, and then I scoot over from Finley, Ohio, over to Randolph County Asylum. It's a two-hour drive, but I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, if anybody doesn't have anywhere to go, you guys are welcome to come, too. Oh, yeah. Thank you. But when I do stuff like that, there's all kinds of activity going on. And when I'm over here and I give the tour... They get my number, and sometimes it gets really dead. Yeah. They'll call me up, and I'll come out, and then bam, it comes back. And I'm not saying it's because it's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying because I'm there all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, I'm there half the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, and they know you. You've been there. It's not like you've came one night and left. Yeah. Right? And people don't want to have have communications with just people that are just there and leave. Yeah. Right? Somebody who's there consistently and they trust. Yeah. And you have respect for them. Yeah. And the place that they stay in. And when people are getting out of line and doing something they're not supposed to, oh, this fat boy yeah. comes over. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, you should. Yeah, you, you know, should. Because like, that's, that's ridiculous. I yelled yeah. at, I, well, uh, Thursday night, these people were, they got in a wheelchair while I was giving the tour, and they started running down the hallway and almost hit one of the rails. I come unglued, and yeah. they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I thought they were going to cry. I mean, don't break, because people break our handrails off. These, uh, we had, we got two wheelchairs that are over 150 years old. Wow. And they broke the backs of them out. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's sad, but people suck. I <laughs> <laughs> said that so many times. The, the living, I shouldn't say fear, but we fear the living more than the dead. I know, right? Because the dead are smarter than us because they can do it. They've seen it all. They're nicer. They yeah. They know that that life goes on, and we shouldn't put our stock into no. this material world, right? This is just the first journey. Yeah. Who knows if it's the first? Yeah, who knows how many times we've been here. Yeah. I've talked to people, and we've had people that said, oh, you've had 36 other lives or that, but who knows? We won't know till we're there. Exactly. I must be on my 107th because I'm tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I am uh, right now. I know, I know. Don't you feel drained today? Well, last night I was in, yesterday I was in Lexington, Kentucky. Really? I went down to Scarefest. Oh, yeah. oh It's the wow. largest paranormal horror yeah. convention. How was that? It was awesome. It was awesome. Awesome. And then at one th- I got back to the asylum mm-hmm. at 1.30 last oh, night. Oh, my God. And then I had to get up at 6 o'clock to get over here today. Yeah. Wow. To, I'm I'm whipped. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've been on a whirlwind. I this weekend has been nothing but go go go, go, go. Yeah. and I put over from yesterday and today 500 miles <laughs> oh on my, my vehicle. Oh my gosh! Serious? Yeah. Serious. Wow. 500 miles on the vehicle between yesterday and today. That's wicked. That <laughs> is. <laughs> but, White line fever. Yeah. Oh my good. But he had a beautiful weekend though for traveling because it it was. Very, very nice this weekend. But last night it sucked because it was dark and uh. the GPS said 15 minutes quicker this way, so I took it. Uh-uh. uh uh-uh. uh-uh. Stay from Lexington, stay on 75 to yeah. 70 to 27 and then north. Because I was doing these backcountry roads where oh, it was yeah. 40 miles an hour curving this way. Oh, my. It blew. But, yeah. And then you see the half-body apparitions walking by going, who's that? Yeah. There's a person walking or driving in that funny-looking vehicle. It is a funny-looking vehicle. <laughs> I went from well, I got, I do have, I did have four pickup trucks. Now I'm down to three. I traded one yeah. for a little car I got. Oh, ah. it's, it's tiny. Yeah, <laughs> looks like something car. you would drive. <laughs> I drive a Volkswagen. It's okay. <laughs> I got a little Honda Fit. Oh, okay. Tiny yeah. little car. Yeah. But good on gas, though. That's why I traded one yep. truck for it. Yeah. So, Tim, thank you for coming on. Give yes, us an update. always good to see we you. We love your brother. And thank you. And we yes. always enjoy seeing you at all our 
paranormal conventions. Yeah. Can't He's talk. at all of them, folks. He's I'm the para whore. Yes, you yes. are. <laughs> <laughs> I have that shirt. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. my gosh, that's great. I have a photo, and it's probably still on my phone, the last person, the final last person to walk out of Michigan Paracon, Tim Murphy. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for giving us an update, and we will see you around. Yeah. All right. Thank Take you. care. Always good catching up with Tim. He's always got He's great stories. Nut. He's so he fun. <laughs> and just as we finished the interview, he whipped off his headphones and went over and messed with someone. And Yeah, it's great. But, no, you know, it's, it's really um, a really, really cool place to investigate. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you guys, you know, put together yeah. a team – or want to rent it out and do it yourself. And I didn't even know that. I knew they had the mansion, but I didn't know they had a church. Yeah. Yes, they're opening up the church and all that. So it's like a complex now. Yeah, I think we should get back there. And, and I definitely want to I get back. I want to go to the mansion for sure. You know, I've I, never been there. That's, you know, yeah. it's one of the places. And I think the church now, I know you as a listener won't understand, but the where the road comes to a V, there was a church there. I think that's the one he's talking about. It's not like these buildings aren't located right next to each other. Yeah. They're yeah. just down the road like a country mile. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to talk about, he mentioned about people scraping a pentagram in the floor and breaking the wall out because there's hidden gold in them wire walls. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. What are you thinking? Right. You know. If you guys keep destroying these properties, we're not going to be able to get in these places. The owners are just going to forget it. You know, we're, we're not going to open it up to paranormal investigations. And after the interview. Don't ruin uh, it all for us. Uh, all. But it's the Collingwood Arts Center. They had the same thing happen there. Somebody painted a pentagram in the floor. And you can't clean that. You cannot. Like we said in the interview, you can't just wipe over it and it's gone. They have to sand the floor. Yeah. And once you sand the floor, it's not going to match the rest of the building. Mm-hmm. It's going to, you just can't undo that. You can't undo somebody breaking a wall. And we know for a fact from the Gill House, the, the jails, the schools, all these places we go, they spend the money from the ghost hunts to fix them up to keep it open for ghost hunts. And you've got people going in there and destroying them. The Collingwood Arts Center got pentagrams painted in the floor. They painted satanic symbols on the walls in the the, the death room. Yep. You know. You know, don't spoil it all for all the rest of us. And they're not spoiling it, though. They're just destroying it. Yeah. And. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You know, if you're listening and you did that, you know what you're doing and stop because shame, shame on, on you. you. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame. But, um, you know, it's it's just there's not many of these places left. And no. I mean, there are and there isn't. You know what I mean? Like places where you're able to go in, there's heat and there's yeah. running water and, and, you know, heat, which is important in the middle it's of the very winter. important. You know, um, when you talk about having a cold spot, you know, it's right? like, no. but after the interview, it was a discussion that we had with different people at the convention and someone walked up to us and said, yeah, we used to run a place and people were destroying it. They were, they thought it was their playground and we closed it up for paranormal investigations because 
and they, I shouldn't say we, the the people that owned it, mm-hmm. shut it down because they said, well, why should we have people in there? All you ghost hunters just destroy stuff. It's the the good people are not the ones that get the attention. It's the sure. bad people. Right, right. You could have 300 good investigations finding out good evidence and have one person go in there and spray paint a pentagram in the floor or scrape a pentagram in the floor. You know, and it's, the places have rules because, like, like the Gill House. You can't take a Ouija board in the Gill House. Mm-hmm. And then a TV show comes in and uses a Ouija board. And they're like, no, we told you you can't use a Ouija board in this building. You know, it's like, well, there it's like an entitlement, I guess. Man. But. Yeah. All right, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was a good discussion after yeah, we no, talked. You know, we talked to different people, and they all were saying, giving us their horror stories. And you know, I, I guess I'm kind of naive when I thought, well, people just go in and ghost hunt, but <laughs> I couldn't believe all the stories. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, it's, it was just a little shocking, right? Because you just don't expect that because people pay so much to be there. Yeah, you know, it's not cheap at some of these places. No. you know, and it does go towards restoration and i mean that's a lot of money you're spending and then you do that and it just it just it's sad i I couldn't believe how much it actually costs to keep these places running yeah yeah you know i was talking to a few people that own jails and stuff and they it's like it's unbelievable you know like i wasn't talking to greg about it but i was thinking about ohio state penitentiary how much does it keep cost to keep that place running well, sure. I mean, yeah. you've got massive heating bills because they do heat it now. Yeah. And the new elevator. Yeah, they put a new elevator in. So now the floors are accessible to everybody. Yeah, that's great. And I was talking to him. So we're already signed up to be at Paris Icon in 2023. And Greg said that he has at least 30 new vendors. And he's like, oh. where am I going to put all these vendors? I said, just keep filling those hallways up. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. I mean, just fill the hallways up. And, <laughs> and he was telling me that they were worried about where they're going to put the speakers because they had the speakers in the showers, oh. which doesn't sound yeah. There's no showers in there anymore. It's yeah. just a room. Yeah. But they had the speakers down there, and it was kind of hard because you had to walk all the way down the uh, yeah. hallways. And I'm like, well, why not have it in the chapel? And he's like, well, we couldn't because... It wasn't handicap accessible, but now they actually put a brand new elevator in, which makes every floor accessible. So, and I told him, I said, if you need my help cleaning the place, I'll come out and help clean. Yeah, we'll come volunteer. Mm-hmm. We can get enough people there to volunteer. That'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. We'll, but, you know, we'll just. crank up some New Orleans music. and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you know, we, um. You know, we want these places to stick around because, you know, it's it's so much fun to go and do mm-hmm. these things, you know. And I get, like, some people just do it one one time and they're not that interested. But, like, you're paying good money to be there, that you know. Like, obviously, you want to go and do that. Just just be cautious. Yeah. Of, of, um, be respectful. Yeah, and if you do see somebody doing that, you know. Give them a K2 to the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> all right well joe it's been another exciting week and another exciting podcast and we hope you guys enjoyed uh, what you heard so if you can or would like to or we're uh, begging you uh, just like and subscribe the show you know follow us on facebook we're also on youtube and 
If you feel it in your heart that you would like to make a donation to the show, we do have a PayPal. And just go to our website, www.222paranormal.com, and you can check it out all out. It's got where we're going to be. It's got some of our past guests. Um, our books are up there. You know, there's several ways you can support the show. Just tell all your friends. Yeah. Check out our podcast. Tell your friends and donate a million dollars so we can yeah. buy a tour bus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of snacks. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you <laughs> Thanks, for listening. Everybody. And let's leave. With some writing on the wall from 60 Second Crush. But don't write on the wall. But don't write on the wall. Unless you're allowed to. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>